Hey everybody, this is episode 45 of the Q&A podcast. My name is Anthony, sitting right next to me as always is my pal DeQuincy. Hey guys, episode 45, Colt 45. Hey, it's a, a, it's an appropriate title I guess. We're uh, Nobility Williams unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I was thinking baseball, because uh, we're talking baseball today. Oh, You're thinking beer, okay. I am, <laughs> D. Williams. Hey, nothing wrong with that, Eden. Nothing wrong. Um... So lots, lots happened in the past few days. Um, the Astros have been wheeling and dealing. Mm-hmm. Um, the big free agents are starting to sign. Finally, finally. We're uh, in the, what second week of January? Third week of January. Third week of January, and the Rangers pick up another uh, or a a former uh, number one starter. So yeah, boy. <laughs> um, so it's been it's been a pretty pretty busy week. And we're only two days in. Um, so what do you think? I mean, it's... Well, let's just start with the beginning. Sure. Uh, this week, Astros made a trade with the Cubs. Trade away outfielder Dexter Fowler for uh, infielder Luis Balvena and starting pitcher Dan Straley. Uh, one of those trades that makes sense for both clubs. Uh, the Cubs definitely need an outfielder. Especially someone in place in the field for them. Uh, and let's see. Astros get someone uh, to play third base to pair with your boy. Your boy, Matt Dominguez. To compete with Dominguez. Um, as as I wrote in my column, it's it's clear that the team is, is growing frustrated with, with Dominguez there. At that breaking point um, to where a change, it looks like, is inevitable for, for the third base position. Until... Um, you know, and, and they'll, they'll have someone in that spot until Colin Moran is, is ready to, to step up. You know who won't be in that spot much longer? Your boy, Bat Dominguez. Bat Dominguez? Mm-hmm. Terrible Bat Dominguez. <laughs> uh, let's start. Want to start with, who you want to start with? Who you want to talk about? Um, let's talk about the Cubs, I guess, because it's, it's only one player. Okay. Um, Fowler. What twenty? He'll be what twenty-eight, twenty-nine years old, um, making way too much money <laughs> for the production for the production that he'll be brings. twenty-nine when the season starts. Yeah, um, was seeking ten million dollars in arbitration from the Astros. We countered allegedly or according to reports of uh, like eight million. Mm-hmm. Um, but even eight million is a lot of money for a guy that missed. 50 games last year with a back injury, uh, or roughly between 40 and 50 games. Yeah, you're right. Um, and a guy who never really, who was really hindered, hampered by that injury, um, and never really showed signs of double-digit triples like he did in uh, three of the past four years with the Rockies. Uh, light double-digit home run totals as well. Um, well, he was good. He had eight home runs last year. So he got close. I'll give him that. Eight home runs, 11 steals, 276 batting average. Sorry about that. But this is a guy that, you know, we were hoping uh, towards at the top of the lineup, you know, could hit closer to, to 300, you know, 290, 300. Um, and that still didn't come to fruition either. Um, and then his defense, I think most people will say, is pretty shaky in center field. So. Um, I know I saw a lot of Astros games last year, and he would make some incredible catches against the wall or diving catches. But 
there were just plays where he would get the wrong read on the ball and misplay the ball, or he was just a second too slow and you know wasn't able to catch the ball. So his, his defense is a little overrated. I think not. Uh, I want to say fans around the league think he's a go Glover, and he's not. He's a below average defensive player. And I think this. Uh, I'm sorry. I think Wrigley Field will suit him better because yeah, there's not. You know, there's not as much ground to cover compared mm-hmm. to Minute Maid. Uh, so, and there's no heel. Right. Right. And they, you know, the the fact that, you know, he's not going to have a lot, more, you know, not as much to cover, uh, you know, should hold him over. Um, and then also, you know, for the Cubs, you know, by trading Straley and, and Balbuena, um, they open up third base um, so they can plug someone temporarily until Chris Bryant comes Most up. Most likely Mike Olt. Okay. Yeah. Former prospect for the Rangers, um, and you know they're again you know getting that defensive well not defensive help the top of the order help that they were seeking, uh, and you know Australia was just kind of a at this point I think most people will look at him as just a throw in in this deal, um, so you know that that's what the Cubs did you know it's uh, it, it it looks like it's going to work out for them. Uh, just because it's it's cl- they're clearly opening up, you know, a spot for Bryant um, in the very very near future. Yes, he'll be up as soon as was it the Super Two date passes, which is usually after I want to say five weeks. Then he'll go. He'll be brought because they get an extra year on his arbitration, which yeah. is ridiculous. But <laughs> still, you're kind of spiking your team now for. An extra year. An extra year, six years from now, when there's about an 80% chance you're going to sign to a long-term deal anyway. Yep. Which makes no sense. I, I don't understand that. You're just kind of spiting yourself now. And you also, I would think that sometimes you would um, build a bad rapport with the uh, with the player. Like, I'm ready now. Why don't you just bring me up now? Why are you worried about money? You're holding me back. Yeah. So, yeah. It's... I want you to let me be great. <laughs> You have signed. Let me be great. Ow. Yeah, it sounded like it. Um, yeah, it's just one of these crazy. I mean, the Astros dealt with this last year with Springer, um, and the year and before Singleton. was Springer <laughs> and Singleton. Yeah, and Singleton definitely. Um, it's just something that I guess you know we're just we're gonna have to deal with at this point because nothing seems like it's gonna change mm-hmm. um, unless they can figure something out in the next round of collective bargaining. Um, but even then, there's really no, there hasn't really been any talks of it, any chatter of um, potential topics to to compromise on, and, and um, so and you know you know what it is at this because the collective bargaining is against the owners and current players. Who, who in that group is going to care what happens to the guys coming in? Yep, guys that they. Even, you know, guys that they clearly don't, you know, are not counted to, to pan out, you know, mm-hmm. because you just never know. You can't hold, as a player, you can't hold your breath on, on a on a prospect that's, you know, even a month away from, from making his debut. Okay. Agreed, 100%. Um, let's go to Astro side. Who do you want to start with, Balvena or Straley? Uh, yeah, we'll start with Balvena. I mean, okay. he's obviously the, you know, the main Piece in this deal for the Astros. That's I disagree, but continue. <clears throat> okay. Um, well, I mean, 
again, he's he's a guy that is going to compete with Dominguez and Marlon Gonzalez for the third base job. Um, he what played how many games last year? One hundred forty nine. Yes, I played all over the field too. Majority at a, at first. Oh, I'm sorry, third base. Um, had over 30 doubles, 33 doubles, I believe. 16 home runs, which matched Matt Dominguez. Um, yeah, last year he played third and second. Yeah. I'm gonna go on a limb and say he's not gonna play that much second at <laughs> yeah. Astros uniform. Uh, also, in, in my in my article, um, I mentioned a certain five foot five. Uh, Hitting machine, the hitting machine. Uh, yeah, currently like taking, that. you know, Manning, Manning second base at this time, um, <clears throat> and really at this point, I mean, his defense is no really. It's kind of a lateral move uh, in terms of defense. Um, they're not that much different defensively. They're not that much different offensively. Offensively either. either. It's just a different. Um, they're just looking for someone else. Matty's Matt's a righty, and uh, Luis is a lefty. So do you see this as a platoon situation? Unless one of them grabs the job in spring training, yes. I'm still holding out hope for Matt Dominguez. Yeah, boy. <laughs> oh, yeah, boy. What a love for Matt Dominguez. Did he, like, give your father a kidney or something? What happened? No, he's got... He, he showed power potential two years ago, and it just... It didn't, he fell short the year... You know, last year. Um, but he's only 25, and... I mean, who knows? He could he could be a guy that could stick around for a couple more years and hit, you know, twenty get back to 22, 23 home runs a year. Um, but you know that that all remains to be seen. Valdez um, is four years older than Dominguez. He's almost th- he'll be thirty, I guess, at the end of next year or at the end of this year. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, end of this year. What's that? November thirtieth. He'll be thirty years old. Yeah, and, and again, you know, I think again, this is also. Um, just a sign that they're trying to find somebody at this point uh, to, to hold down the position until Colin Moran is, is ultimately ready. You know, we talked about it last time. You got rid of Rio Ruiz. Um, you're clearly near that breaking point with, with Matt Dominguez. So Moran looks to be the guy, you know, the guy going forward, or, you know, the guy um, of the future. So you bring in Valbuena to add depth to... If not your, you know, not, if not third base, at least your your bench overall, because mm-hmm. he's a guy that can, you know, again play different multiple positions. Yeah, he can play all in the infield, second, third, and short. And you know, has a decent bat. Again, this is this is not this is not the kind of trade that's going to be a difference maker. Um, Agreed. These guys that they got are marginal at best at this point. Um, but you you say Valbuena is not the key piece for the Astros. You, you, so clearly, you think it's Dan Straley. I believe it's Dan Straley, twenty uh, six uh, year old righty. Um, originally came from the Oakland A's organization. I don't know why, but I just have a lot of faith in him coming in. Uh, I think it's because of that eleven strikeout game he had uh, his first start of twenty thirteen against the Astros. Really? Oh, or not his first start of the season, but his first game start against the Astros. Against, yeah, his first at Minute Maid Park, uh, which. You know, it's a small sample size. He's had two two starts at Minute Maid, mm-hmm. uh, thirteen innings total, five earned runs, eighteen strikeouts. Um, you did your research on him. Didn't I did. You? <laughs> I, I had to. Uh, again, a, a very small sample for only two games, um, but clearly the strikeout potential is there. 
Uh, and this is a guy who, even in the minors, um, displayed flashes of, of strikeout, uh, of major strikeout totals. Yes, he just hadn't been able to turn around in the in the majors. Right. One issue that he has is um, his fastball. Um, let me see if I can find it. The only clock reaches about 91, I think, at the max. Between 89 and 91. Uh, and it's been going down the past three years. Came in in 2012. It was 91. 2013 dropped down to 90. Last year, 88.7 was the average. Now, he did an interview with, um, I believe it was Fangrass, where he said that the reason that his velocity has decreased because he's been weak in his arm. I'm not 100% sure what he meant by that, but he said that he's felt better than he has since he came up to the league. Hmm. That's, that's, re- that's really odd. Um, I'm not sure. If maybe it's growing pains? I don't know, because the only thing I think of is a dead arm, but it wouldn't last for, you know, a year. And here's the thing. <clears throat> he, he had 27 starts in 2013, I believe. 2013. Let me was it 2013? Yeah, you're right. 27 yeah. starts. Um, and looked to be a guy that was going to be, you know, a mainstay in that Oakland I think rotation. He, he got votes for Rookie of the Year that year. Uh, I'm pretty sure he did. Um, and then he kind of he came into 2014, struggled, and they got traded. Uh, so he was bounced around quite a bit, mm-hmm. you know, between the Oakland, you know, the, the main Oakland roster. Chicago's main roster, and then both minor league clubs, and he was relieving for Chicago for a while as well. Yeah, that, that's I mean that's a lot of you know shuffling, a lot of back and forth for this guy. The arm movies he did. <laughs> so there was really no consistency for the for you know for a guy who you know is still pretty young. Mm-hmm. Um, He's going to come into onto this team fighting for what the fourth fourth or fifth spot because yeah. you know Keiko, McHugh, and Feldman. Have one, two, three sewn up. Um, he's gonna be fighting against Peacock, Appel. Well, I think Appel. I think Appel. I don't think Appel starts. Oh, we just start the season. Yeah, we okay. just we just talked the same thing about Chris Bryant arbitration, arbitration thing, yeah. and they might think he's not ready. Probably, I think Appel comes up at the end of the year, maybe September call up. Um, yeah, that's pushing it though. I know. He'll already be twenty four by next season. I'm, I'm, you're preaching to the choir. I just, I just like, I would just rather throw him out there and say, "Damn, with the money, six, six years from now, you know, you might trade him or you already signed sign him to an eight-year deal or something like that." But I don't run the team. I don't make decisions. <laughs> um, so who else? They have Peacock, uh, Wojnarowski. Asher, Asher. Uh, yeah, Wojnarowski. Ooh, I got that semi right. Uh, I can't think of who else is going to be in the, the five for that fifth spot. Well, if they signed Ryan Vogel's on. Oh, yeah. It's another potential. I hope that's a one-year deal. <laughs> I'm, I'm not um, 100%, 100% um, on that deal right now. Um, so Vogel's on the chance. I know he left Houston after having a physical, probably to visit another team. So, yeah, I think uh, Straley will either be the fourth or fifth starter, and if need be, he'll be in the bullpen once again. So he has the potential to be the, the key piece of this. Mm-hmm. Um, I think long-term he'll be the key piece, guys. I can see him staying in Houston for another two or three years. 
Whereas Valvena, I think after this year, like he'll either be traded or he'll be let go at the end of the year. Yeah, I think, I he's, think his, he's got. Well, I think two years left. Does he? Okay. Yeah. But I can see him getting traded. Uh, flipped at the deadline, especially if he gets into a, a nice groove, hitting like two sixty with fourteen home runs. By the time we hit the awesome wreck, I can see him being traded. Man, that's good. I'd keep him. <laughs> Again, we don't run the team. True. true. Um, so, what would you get this trade on both on both uh, for both teams? Uh, overall, or so you, you want a grade for each team? Mm-hmm. Uh, for the Cubs, I guess I'll give them a C plus. You know, they they got the um, got the top of the order guy that they that they need. They got some defensive help. Yeah, yeah, marginal, <laughs> right? And they they're clearing up space. They're clearing up room for for Chris Bryant to to appear um, after the the Super Two deadline. Mm-hmm. So there's really no main blockades for for this guy, you know, going into the season, or no player blockades. Yeah. Against. <laughs> they are financial ones, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, the, the Astros, I'd give it. Um, I think I'll give it a B minus. Uh, you save almost five million dollars by getting rid of Fowler, mm-hmm. uh, which eventually for not for not, <laughs> uh, which we'll talk about. Um, you add some depth to the infield, bring in another competitor for the third base job, mm-hmm. and there's a potential there's a potential diamond in the rough. In Australia, um, agreed. For me, I gave the the Cubs a B minus. Like you said, you unblock Chris Bryant, and more importantly, you have someone in the outfield who is a major league player who's been there before. Mm-hmm. Because you know the Cubs are putting a lot of young guys out there on the field. Must have someone that the young guys can you know look up to and know he's been around around the league. And for the Astros, I gave it a B. Valvena uh, is the guy that's going. I believe they're going to platoon because I really don't see either one of them, you know, having a, a great spring training to take the job as his own. And for Straley, I just feel the same way that I felt about uh, that I now feel about uh, Keiko and McHugh. You didn't see that coming last year, the season they put together. So it's a chance that the pitching the pitching coach uh, can. Get something out of Straley. I'm not saying he's going to be an all star or anything like that, but, those but he's, guys, he's starting to build a track record. Yeah, the only uh, only downside is if he's going to pitch in mid May, he's got to keep the ball down. Yeah, he's had a, he's has a um, a track record of being a fly ball pitcher, close to fifty percent. Yeah, and that will not work in mid May Park. Well, especially if they pull it to right field. Yeah. Okay. Ready? Sure. So. Just so we were talking about the Astros saving five million dollars and uh, getting rid of one outfielder to open up <laughs> the roster spot for everybody else. There you go. Astros went out today and signed Kobe Rasmus to a one-year, eight million dollar contract. Um, Your silence says it all. I don't. I don't get it. At this point, I don't get it. Um, yeah, there's more power. I mean, there's 
another power potential. I swear, this Astro guy. team is going to be a feast or famine team. They're either going to hit the ball, they're going to they're hit out of the park, or strike out. There's a very good chance they're going to break the major league uh, record for home runs and strikeouts in a season. You've got five guys now on your roster who, who very well could strike out over 100 times. Well over 100 times. Springer, Carter, Singleton. Uh, uh, Springer, Carter, uh, Gaddis, uh, Rasmus. Rasmus. Yeah, I guess Singleton as well. Singleton, yes. In fact, those I think those, if I remember correctly, let's see, swing percentage, it was guys who swung and, swung and missed 30% of the time. The Astros now have five of the top 30 guys. And then don't forget about Jed Lowry. Yeah. Man. I mean, what was it? 2013 Astros had the record for most strikeouts of the season. Like over 1,500. This team might come close. <laughs> Your thoughts? Because I, I really don't understand it. I don't either. This is a crowded outfield to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um, it was crowded got, after they traded away Dexter Fowler. Is he that much? Is he that better defensively than Fowler at this point? I mean, he clearly he has the pop in his bat mm-hmm. over. You know, he's got that over Fowler, um, and he's a guy that, that Luna was familiar with. Drafted him um, with the Cardinals organization, right? Like you know, back in nineteen oh six or oh seven, something like that. Yeah, oh six. Um, so you know, clearly this is this is one of those bringing your old boy moves. Um, but other than that, I don't, I just don't get it. I'm like Mark, Mark Cuban, skinny jeans. I just don't get it. I don't get. Th- I don't understand this. Like, are you hoping that he goes returns to like his 2013 year when he hit 267 with 22 home runs? Are you hoping for that because? History has shown he's not that player. He's a guy who's going to hit about 240, 250, 18 home runs <coughs> with and, uh, with 150 strikeouts. Yeah, exactly. And history's always already shown that he's also a guy who doesn't take the instruction well. That's one of the reasons why the Cardinals trade him because he wouldn't listen to Tony La Russa. Wow, if you can't listen to Tony La Russa, then. Good luck with anybody else. Yeah, one of those things where they tried to give the changes batting stance, and he was like, "No, this is how I do. This is how my dad taught me." And it's like, <laughs> "Well, we're glad that your dad helped you make it to the major leagues. Do you want to be stick in the major leagues? Yeah. Do you want Do you want to be a superstar, or do you want to be a guy who's who doesn't make it ten years?" And he's he's trending down. I mean, his defense has gone down the last couple of years. His bad average gone down, and you know that was hitting in Toronto, which is one of the best hitting ballparks in the league. Minute Maid Park, while good, isn't Toronto. No, no, I don't know. It's just I'm still trying to figure it out. Still trying to process it. It's still baffling at this point. Um, Unless they plan to play him out, like uh, where are they playing him? I guess center field. You think Springer should move to center? No, I prefer Springer, Springer right. For this reason, because he has a cannon of an arm, and you want your strongest arm in right field to make that throw to third base. Okay. I think Marisnik would do great in center field because he had all the metrics say he's a great center uh, defensive center field, and I guess Rasmus is in left field. 
Where does that leave El Oso Blanco? DHing or FRs? Tigres. It's, I don't know, I just don't understand what's going on because, I mean, now it just seems like they're just adding guys, just, you know, somewhat arbitrarily. This is another guy that they might turn around and trade away at the mid-season. Yeah, but $8 million is a pretty steep commitment for maybe trading him away. Well, if you trade him away in the middle of the season, you, you only pay $4 million, and maybe you get a prospect or two back. But like you said, I don't know where he pl- where he plays. I can understand this is a, this is like an insurance option for if Singleton doesn't play well. Because follow me, they'll put Gas at first and put um, Rasmus on left field, mm-hmm. or maybe there's another trade coming. Man, it'd be interesting. I mean, do we really need guys like Alex Presley on the roster? No. So I don't understand why they would sign him. Resign him. Well, I can understand doing it at the time because you didn't know what free oh, agents were, okay. were available. I guess. Like if they re-signed him now, I would have the "what the hell's going on" <laughs> look on my face. But uh, I don't understand this move. I don't understand this move. I like the team. I like the general manager. I don't understand this move. The offense is going to be pretty dynamite. It's, it's going to be. It's going to be feast or famine. Um. It's man, it's <laughs> the top half of the American League. It'll be a top half in American League in like slugging percentage, home runs, and strikeouts, <laughs> right. and be like the bottom third team in batting average. Yeah, you're gonna see a lot of sub two fifty batting averages on this roster. But hopefully, you'll also in turn see a lot of twenty five plus home runs. Mm-hmm. This is a team that can match now. I just don't see where all the pieces fit yet. Yeah. Like, the only way this works is if there's another trade coming down the pike to uh, open up a position. If you go get another starter. I saw someone on, I think it was MLB Trade Rumors or something like that, where they had, or was it the Crawford Boxes, one of those, where they had a, uh, a plan to trade... Uh, Singleton plus another part back to Philadelphia to get Cole Hamels. Gee, what is... And I was looking at that, I was like, it's like a year too early. Yeah. That's... I don't know. There's a trade coming. Cool. I mean, there has there, to be. There, otherwise, tra- otherwise, you just have a roster full of guys that are going to be happy with their playing time. Because there's guys who could legitimately start, who should legitimately start. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, maybe not legitimately, but you know, who are good enough to start. Well, in the outfield, yes, between Gaddis, Rasmus, uh, Single, uh, Springer, and Marisnik, there's four guys right there that should be starting. Only three spots. DH is blocked by Carter, and if Singleton is hitting in spring training, well, you can't send him down. Where's everybody gotta go? Where's everybody gotta go? Oh boy. I guess this is a good problem to have. Best to have too much and not enough. It's gonna be something going now. Alright, what would you grade this one? Uh, I'll give it a C. Mm-hmm. Just for right now. 
just because it's right right down the center, I guess, at this point. So I don't really know what to expect of this guy. Would you give it? I gave it a C plus. There are no such thing as a bad one year deal. You just get rid of him and doesn't kill you for the next year. Um, and again, we're we're hoping on potential. Was he a first round pick? Oh uh, yeah, first round pick. So I don't know. For y'all, if he can put all together, play good defense, hit two seventy again, flip him and see what you can get. Because I, I honestly, I'd rather, I'd like the outfield how it was before they traded from Mariznick, Gaddis, and um, Springer. And he's technically entering the prime of his career. So yeah, he's twenty-eight, so he should. But we'll see. Uh, do you think this Astro team uh, makes it to the Mount Five Hundred? Boy, they. Uh, oh, what were they last year? They finished what nine games under five hundred? Uh, they're seventy and ninety-two, so they finished eleven games 11 under five hundred. Um, Do you see an eleven game improvement in this division? In this team, sorry. Uh, I'm gonna, you know what? I'm gonna say yes because they're gonna have guys that can win some ball games late in the, late in the game, um, which is with the power alone. Um, something has to give essentially. Eventually, uh, the bullpen is much better, it's much improved. So I don't think we're gonna. See as many blow. I think we're going to really cut back on the blown saves this mm-hmm. year. Um, and you're getting another full season of guys who really, who really established themselves last year, and in, um, in the starting pitchers, uh, McHugh and, and Keuchel. Sorry to distract you. Uh, Friends just came on on the TV, and I'm not sure what I'm more mad. They went like ten seasons without a black person, or they had the one black person there. So the what's his name, Ross Chandler, uh-huh. can mess around with. I don't know the Friends name. I don't watch Friends. Sorry. <laughs> friends of Seinfeld were not in heavy rotation in my house. <laughs> now you want to talk Martin and Bro Man from the fifth below? We can go there. I don't remember that one. You're dead to me. I remember Martin for sure. You don't remember Broman with the fifth flow? No. Man, I, I can't with you. <laughs> um, Lou, new question. Where do they finish in this division? I think they have a good chance. No, wait. One through five. You got to pick a number. Man. You know, I'm going to go um, just because of the improvement. I'm going to say, maybe not. (laughs) Let's see. No, I think they stay fourth for right now. Uh, Just because the athletics, I think, I don't think they're going to be as bad as I think we both kind of pegged them to be uh, when they start, they initially start making a flurry of trades. Um, They always have something up their sleeves. You know, they're always able to find a way to you know, to stay competitive at least. Um, so I, I think they would be the, the main hurdle to, to, you know, we would have to get over um, to advance in the standings going forward. And I don't think the Rangers are going to, I think the Rangers are, 
The Rangers are still hoping on Sin Shu Chu and Prince Fielder. Yeah. Who make a combined like $200 million over the next seven years, I believe. Seven or eight years. Jesus, tap dancing <laughs> Christ. I actually think this team can uh, make it to the third. Overtaking the athletics? Yep. Because who in this division actually got better? The Mariners, right? That's the one team you say we got better. Yeah. Angels stay, stay the same, and they're going to be missing <clears throat> Richardson for about half the season. Um, okay. Still got that black hole of uh, Josh Hamilton, and how much longer does pool holes have in him? Oh, they, boy. All they have is Mike Trout and the Mike Trout backup dancers. Um, athletics got worse. Astros got better, and the Rangers basically stayed the same. I mean, I just think they can reach third place. I'm not predicting, like, playoffs or anything, but I think they'll make it over 500. Uh, and I say that because, you know, I look, you know, I look at the standings from last year. It's an 11-game improvement for the Astros. Um, that would mean an eighth, well, no, um, like a 10-game uh you know, a 10-game... What's the word looking for? Improvement? No, no, no. Winning streak? No, no. We're, we're talking about Oakland now. Oh, a 10-game drop? Yeah, 10-game drop. You know, to... To make that right. To to get... To make it to where the Astros do take them over in third. I don't... I don't see this team... I don't know if they're... If they're eight games worse. Eight or nine games worse. I, I agree with you, but I don't think, like... Just the athletics are going down. I think every team is going to be around the same. Like, I don't think any team is going to win more than 90 games. And I don't think any team is going to um, lose less than about 74 games. I think this entire division is just going to be a dogfight. Just all five teams beating up on each other. Okay. So I think, like, the Angels come down. The legs probably... Uh, Come down. The Mariners probably staying the same. The Astros go up. The Rangers go up. Like a win total somewhere for all five teams, somewhere between ninety-one and seventy-five games. That's what I'm, I think happens. Okay. That's the it's the hardest division in sports and baseball. It, it, without a doubt, now. Why is Houston always in the damn toughest divisions? <laughs> they just don't like us. It, baseball. Basketball for sure. Thank God the Jags and the um, <laughs> Titans suck. Um, okay, so moving to the next one. Do you want to talk about the the trade the Rangers just made? Because uh, I I didn't even write that one down. I went straight to the big news. Yeah, I guess we can we can get it out of the way. If that's oh, you, do you want to do that one first? Because I really don't have anything to say about that one. Uh, yeah, do it real quick. I mean, the Rangers traded, I know for sure, Luis Sardinas. Um, sure, why not? Who's a high-ranking uh, prospect in their farm system who had time last week, who did make it to the majors last year. Uh, and I think two other prospects yes, totally. uh, in exchange for, or to the Milwaukee Brewers in exchange for uh, former Ace number one starter, Giovanni Gallardo. Who is really your boy. 
Uh, we used to be because I kept them on my fantasy team for a very long time. Fantasy. Probably a season, season too long. Um, I like this deal for the Rangers. Gallardo is still pretty young. He's only 28. Mm-hmm. And again, he's a guy who was looked at as a number one starter for a long time for the Brewers. He had, you know, there were those couple years where he had Sabathia and he on his team. Uh, and he had you know, guys like Kyle Loesch um, surrounding him. You know, where I think last year was one of the first years where he was based pretty much on his own mm-hmm. in that rotation. Uh, so it wound well, up, I guess maybe the second year, where he's pretty much been on his own in that rotation. And, you know, he's, so he's seeing his numbers suffer at the same time. He's seen his wins suffer. Last year, he still put up a decent ERA, 3.51. The only issue I have with um, Gallardo is um, his strikeouts have just been declining for five years straight. Yeah. Yeah. K per nine, um, 2009 was almost 10. And now, through 2014, 6.83. But he is going to a tougher division. Very much so. Uh, tougher league. Yeah, moving from the NL to AL is not a move that you want to make. Uh, but I don't know. I think you know. I think it'll it's a, it'll be a good move for him. I think he'll you know he's from Mexico, I believe, so he'll have a you know pretty strong following in Texas. Um, so I think he'll you know he'll feel right at home on that team. Um, and he's a guy who does have playoff experience. So, yeah, I mean, he's, you know, he's a former number one starter, and, and he's he'll be able to come in and, and not have to be a number one starter, which I think could do, do him some good. He'll be pitching with a pretty, you know, pretty dominant guy in you Darvish when he's healthy. When he's healthy. Can we go back to the Brewers for one second? Sure. The Brewers and the what's the other team? The Reds. They're two teams for me that um, say they are too good to tank, but not good enough to make any noise in the playoffs. You agree or disagree? Oh yeah, yeah. They're they're just kind of. Um, it's like the, they know they can't win, but they can't dismantle the team because their fans would start a riot. They're like the Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. You know they for Cincinnati. Yeah, they're they're good enough to get there, but they're not good enough to stay. Um, so that's kind of where they're at right now. That division is going to be fun to watch. The NL Central. Well, if the Cubs start bringing up all these guys at the same time, yeah, certainly. Who did you pick to win that division? Man, that's a tough one now. Um, I might have to give it to Cincinnati. No, no, no. no. Ooh, I'm about to say, really? <laughs> uh, well, no, no, I'm sorry. Uh, the incumbent, you have to, you know, I think sticking with the incumbent. The Cardinals are like the Spurs to me. you got to yeah. keep picking them until they um, show you that they're no longer good. Yeah. You know, at this point, they, you know, they're still the team to beat in that division. But I think... Um, I think the no, it should be it. It really at this point, I think you're looking at the Cardinals, Pirates, Reds, Cubs, and then Brewers. I think the Cubs finally uh, find a way out of 
The basement. The basement. I was just going to ask you who you think gets more wins this year: the Cubs or the Pirates? I think the Pirates. The Pirates. Yeah. Okay. I smell a bet later in the season. <laughs> I think I'll pick the Cubs, especially with the new additions, and I think Chris Bryant's going to be a monster when he comes up. Yeah. Or someone's fantasy TV. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's let's end with the the big Kahuna, the guy we've been waiting to sign for <laughs> two months now. Yeah, Max Scherzer signs a seven-year, two hundred and ten million dollar contract with uh, the Washington Nationals. Actually, I, uh, mm. it's more like a. Hold on, I'm getting there. Half of that contract is deferred, so he'll be making fifteen million dollars over the next. 14 years, also known as the Bobby Bonilla contract. Yeah, so I was going to say, uh, don't you mean a 14-year, $210 million contract? Yeah. Um, wow. That's one of the things we do not see in any sports, in any kind of sport. Of course, you're not going to see it in uh, what? You'll see it in football because they don't have a, a designated length of their contract. That'll never happen in basketball because I think contracts only go maximum five years now. But fifteen million dollars over fourteen years, man, that's pretty nice security for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, as long as baseball doesn't drop off the face of the earth, yeah. <laughs> you know, seven years from now, it's like um, nine billion dollars now as an industry. I think it's only going up. Yeah, uh, I'm not surprised that he signed with the Nationals. Um, the owner has, you, you know, the front office has. A very strong relationship with with Scott Morris, his agent. Um, it's pretty much the Washington Boris clients at this point. Uh, they've got five or six guys on the in the starting on the starting roster, starting lineup. Um, I can't remember Jason Worth. Jason Worth, Bryce Harper, Strasburg. Um, gosh, now. Uh, Scherzer, Scherzer, Ian Desmond. Oh uh, no, Anthony Rendon. Rendon. Oh, yeah, I feel like there's someone else we're missing. There might be. There might be. <laughs> Keep getting them checks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Scott Boris. Keep getting them checks. Oh yeah. But uh, you know, I'm impressed because the Nationals got that bet. I mean, they they really improved their their rotation. Um, which was strong to begin with. I mean, they already had five. You know, uh, they had a, a deep starting five rotation. Yes, they did. Um, and now they have six deep starters. Tanner Roark probably goes to the bullpen, which is tough to say because he was a really good starter last year. This is oh, this pitching is ridiculous. Uh, let's see, Zimmerman, Strasburg, Joe Gonzalez. Uh, Doug Fister, and now you add Max Scherzer to that. Two years ago, Gio Gonzalez was your number three starter, and he won 21, 22 games. I think, was he the number three? I swear he was the number one. Well, just by win total, but I mean, it was. it's always been Strasburg and Zimmerman mm-hmm. going, you know. Yeah, those are your two horses. Yeah. So, are they the favorite right now? They are now. Uh, again, once again, you know, we, we talked. And uh, we talked earlier in some different episodes about mm-hmm. Miami possibly making a, you know, for sure making a, a big jump. A run towards the wild card. Right. And maybe even buying for the for the uh, the National East. But at this point, it's 
They, the Nationals have pretty much locked up that division. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't see how any team in a five- or seven-game playoff series is going to be able to withstand this team. I mean, it reminds me of, uh, what was it, 2009 or 10 when the, the Phillies got all their pitching. They had Oswald, uh, Hamels, uh, Holiday, Cliff Lee. And it was dominant. I feel like this is going to be the same thing with these guys. I mean, they're basically, except for like, I think Doug Fister now is the oldest. Scherzer will be 30. How old is Fister? I think Fister is 32. Third. Yeah, well, he'll be 31 when the season starts. So basically, it's a young start. It's a young start rotation. I mean, we both we like this team. Definitely like the rotation. And well, no, you're you're right. The whole team because they don't have a lot of um, they don't have a lot of holes on that roster on the in the infield you know, or in the field. Well, we know Jason Worth is coming off of wrist surgery, mm-hmm. and history has shown that to be a um, surgery that saps your strength for a while. Um, but he's and he's also there's a, a guy that there's was, a chance he's going to jail. Oh, was really? Yeah, he got sentenced to ten days in jail for speeding. Uh-huh. He's going like 120 miles per hour on the Beltway. Jeez, <clears throat> not but, our Beltway, Washington's <laughs> Beltway. But. Jail side, you know. That's what I said. Forget about jail. Well, I mean, there's really nothing. I mean, you can't really comment on that. You know, if, if he does jail time, then, you know, then that's that. You know, he's clearly, there's no way he can get back in the game, you know, during that during that time. Um, it's not like an injury where you can, you know, if you're, if you're stupid, you can rush back, you know, mm-hmm. to get back um, in time. But, you know. The only other thing I if see he goes to jail, there's, there's no there's no chance of playing during that time. There's no rushing or anything. It's just waiting waiting for him to get out. Um, but in terms of strength, this isn't a guy who was you know mashing the ball anyway. So um, I don't think the drop off will be that significant because he really wasn't you know crushing the ball. Um, he hasn't really crushed the ball since he got to Washington. Last year, 16 home runs, slugging percentage of 455. Power's gone down, but that's to be expected when you're 35 years old. Yeah. Man, he, <clears throat> he got overpaid, but he's kind of proven that it was, he was worth it. Uh, his three years in Washington, so. Pun intended. And that's why you get paid the big bucks. <laughs> Only other thing I see with this team is you know the Bryce Harper injury is coming. You. You just don't know when. Yeah, it's inevitable at this point. How do you feel about that? He is on your fantasy team. He's your boy. Oh, man. He's supposed to be up there with, with – he was supposed to be up there with Mike Trout. Um, and he just gets hurt way too often and it's not lived up to it. Um, hey, I picked him to be the MVP last year. <laughs> but, but the uh, the potential is too <laughs> – and guess what? I'm gonna pick him to be MVP again. I I wouldn't blame you. I mean, the potential there is so great. Uh, it's hard to it, it's hard not to to root for the guy and to he's gonna have a year where he hits 320 with 35 home runs and 15 steals and 100 some RBIs 
and wins the MVP. I know it's coming. It could very well be this year. Absolutely. Especially um, knowing that you've got a pretty fantastic rotation, you know, that um, that's not going to – it's going to give you a chance. To, he's going to give you all the chances in the world to stay in games because they're not going to give up, you know, four, five, six runs a game. Let's go back to Scherzer real quick. That is a lot of money to be paying a 30-year-old pitcher. Yeah. Um, seven years? I mean, does he even make it halfway through? Does he even make it, like, are you talking about halfway through, like, the contract period or with the Nationals? Period. Contract period. Oh, I think he makes it all seven years. I just don't see him be with the Nationals for all seven so how does that work if he gets traded? I have no idea. I, how does the deferred? No idea. We'd have to see the contract because I don't think anybody knows how the deferred payment payments work. Mm-hmm. Does another team take that or do the Nationals still have to pay that? No one is for certain. Yeah, that's, that's weird. That's I completely, you, you might be right. He might stay with the Nationals. I completely forgot about the deferred payments. I was just thinking about the seven years, but if... The deferred payments stay with the Nationals and like they have to start paying them after the contract is over. I think they would just keep them. Yeah. Yeah. No, there's really no. You're like deep in thought over there. Yeah, I mean, because especially if there's a chance that you're going to get off the hook for even the deferred payments, who wants to take that on? No one wants to take that on. So, so you mean I got to pay a declining pitcher? If I give him a year six, I have two more years of paying, what, $15 million, and then add on another seven years of $15 million? And let's say he, he makes all seven years, and he's 38 years old, and he wants to pitch for two more years. Wherever he goes, he's going to sign for the contract and still make for that 15 million unreal man unreal and I, I see people uh, on Twitter you know being economists talking about how 15 million dollars now isn't oh 15 million dollars and you know 10 years from now isn't the same as 15 million dollars from now because of inflation right so what if it's, if it's only worth 10 million dollars <laughs> that's still 10 million that's still more money than those economists are making. Either one of us is going to see in our lifetimes. Right. Wow. Man. And this is, I, we both like the Nationals. Yeah. And have you heard the reports of people coming out saying that because of financial restrictions, they're going to have to trade Zimmerman or um, Fister? I think both of them are in the last year of their deals. I don't know what financial restrictions they're talking about because they're supposed to have a one of the largest television deals. Um, Actually, no, they're they're having uh, legal battles with the Orioles about that. Okay, because of um, what's what I'm looking for. Uh, basically, where one team's TV rights began, the other one's ends. Mm-hmm. So they're in court about that. I don't know how that's going. So they really haven't been pulling in money from the TV side yet. Yeah. For that, I say, well, that's a good problem for the general manager <laughs> to have in 2024. If you're, I believe the general manager is Mike Rizzo. If you're Mike Rizzo, you don't care about that. Then you have a chance to go and win the World Series for the next, what, three, four years? <laughs> right. 
Just pitching alone? Yeah, you take your chance. You try to sign Fister and Azerma to long-term deals, and if you can't, well, you know what you do? When they leave, you take that draft, you offer them compensation, you get that draft pick, and you build on. Yeah. It's all, oh, I forgot. I'm sorry. And they still have a, a pretty young, dynamic uh, pitching prospect. Is the, the number one ranked starter in the minors, Luis Giolito, mm-hmm. who... Has been he was dominant last year. I mean, so that's a seventh starter that could potentially. So eventually, they will have to move somebody. Yes. Just remains to be seen who that who that will be. Who would you rather sign long term, Zimmerman or um, Strasburg? Wow, that's tough. That's tough because I also have Strasburg on my rough my fantasy team. I like the strikeout potential, but. Um, He's like uh, Harper. He has the potential. Just had to put it all together yeah. for an entire year. Uh, and he's younger than Zimmerman. Yeah, Tech, two but, years. Uh, but Zimmerman just has seemingly just put it all together. He has less talent, but he puts it better. He puts it together better. Mm-hmm. Like he understands limitation. And he pitches better than Zimmerman does. I mean, better than Strasburg does. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, come on. You gotta give one of these guys a. Let's see. Let's go seven years, a hundred and fifty-five million dollar contract. Which one are you going? Oh, uh, I'm going Zimmerman. Yeah. You're going Zimmerman. Yeah. I'm going Strasburg, just because of the age. I gotta get. I gotta believe that two-year difference. He'll be able to put it together. It'll be one year where he puts it together and becomes, you know, a Cy Young yeah. pitcher. No, there's still time. Plenty of time. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of money, though. <laughs> um, what else? I think that's all I have for you today. Sounds good. It's always good talking baseball. Baseball. Can't wait till the season comes. It's back. Uh, ooh, we're 55 minutes. We're a long way. <laughs> I say that every time. It's like you go, hey, we're on Twitter. Surprise, really. Wait, we are? I, uh, we are on Twitter. I don't know Holy cow! Um, no, that's that's all I've got. Mm-hmm. Uh, as always, we appreciate all the love and support. Yes. Uh, for thank you for tuning into our shows, for reading our articles. Um, Go read this man's article on the Dexter Fowler trade. Come on, people! You have nothing else to do with your lives. Follow us on Twitter. We're on Twitter. Believe it or not. <laughs> there we go. Um, you can find me at ant underscore garcia two eight eight. One of the most confusing Twitter handles. Yeah, ever. Um, it's a work in progress. <laughs> and you can also find the, the 288, our, you know, our group. Um, you can find us at 288 underscore. underscore. And I'm at, at DQ327. So next podcast, we have to do, oh, our football. No, that's in two weeks. Got no, 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 football for the... We're supposed to do one for oh, okay. this week. Recap. A recap for all our bets okay. that went terribly, got awfully wrong. They did. Uh, so we got to do that. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we also have to do our Royal Rumble preview. Oh, yes. Royal Rumble is this Sunday, isn't it's it? It's this Sunday. All right. Picking winners. We might be able to have a little gambling. We'll see how it goes. I'm very... I'm looking forward to this one. It's talking about... I'm looking forward to talking about it. Mm-hmm. See, see what happens. <laughs> yes, we shall. All right. That's all for us tonight. For Anthony, I'm DeQuincy. Later, babies. <laughs>